You're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential. I'm your host, Enoughness Coach and Women's Leadership Mentor, Megan Hale. Join me every Monday and Thursday as I talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true, live brave, and become our biggest champion along the way. It's time to revolutionize the way you live, love, work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Hello, powerhouse leaders. We have such a motivating call for you today. I'm so excited to share this interview with Becky Dixon. I was so inspired and pumped up after this call. I know you're going to be too. And if you are listening to this podcast episode and you're fired up and you're ready to take the next step to up-level your own leadership, I want to point you to the Fierce Women Masterclass because this is the last week to join before our guest experts each have their own week in our accompanying Facebook group that's starting on Monday. So you do not want to miss out on that. You can find more information at fiercewomenmasterclass.com. It's all the inner mindset work to get the out results. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today on this episode. So I am speaking with Rebecca Dixon, who is a self-proclaimed bullshit slayer and biz profit maker, a business consultant, best-selling author, and award-winning editor. She works with highly motivated women entrepreneurs who want to make a difference, help people, and make money. And she has a phenomenal program coming out June 24th for only six women, so a very intimate group. So if you like what Becky has to say today, I highly encourage you to head on over to her website. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this program. It's called No More Fuckery. And it's for women who are ready to put themselves out there, build a meaningful platform, and commit to marketing their offerings and themselves to get their work out in the world. So Becky is one of the best that I know in helping people take action. It's one of the things that I admire most about her. So check out our conversation today. If you feel drawn, if you feel called, definitely head over to her website and apply because I can promise you these seats are going to sell out very quickly. So without further ado, let's get into this very empowering conversation. Here is Becky. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I am so excited to have my next guest, Becky Dixon, here with me. Becky, thanks for being a part of this. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so, so excited to have you. You know, you are one of those women that I've just looked up to of just creating success in your life and really going after the things that you want. And I know that enoughness is such a huge piece of that, of knowing that you're worthy of actually going and doing those things. So I can't wait to get your your perspective on those things. Awesome. So my first question is, um, I know you've told your story so many times, but for those of you who haven't heard it, I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, the starting place, of some of the things you had to bust through and actually to go and launch yourself in such a big way. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of a long story. I'll give you the really <laughs> short version. <laughs> yes. Um, we're going on nine years ago now. Um, mm. I left a reporting, a very successful reporting and editing gig for the number one small daily in the country. And um, my adrenal glands had basically flatlined and I was chronically exhausted. And as much as I love my job, I was suffering from panic attacks and I was never home. And at the time, my kids were young, they were little, and it just wasn't a workable situation. So I ended up sitting home on the couch doing nothing but dealing with panic attacks and thought, well, this sucks. And one of my colleagues, 
back then said uh, he was starting a blog, and I didn't even know what a blog was. <laughs> so I thought I checked it out, and I was like, hey, that's cool. I'm going to do that. But I was so afraid to put myself out there online that I used a pseudonym and a fake photo, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I used my real bio. Like I told people, you know, what I had done and, and um, what I was writing about and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, over time, other bloggers started coming to me. They started coming to me asking for advice about how to improve their writing for their own blogs. And could I edit this or could I help them with that? And that morphed into helping people edit and write books. And ultimately, I ended up using my own name. Yeah. It took a few years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and launched this writing coach business. And I was really good at it. I had a six-figure writing coach business. Um, but it wasn't something I was in love with. And um, I think a lot of that had to do with worthiness, mindset, mm-hmm. um, not charging what I was worth, thinking I had to be somebody I wasn't in order to make other people happy, which a lot of people do when they're starting out online because you come from a corporate environment where you're forced to fit in or, you know, get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so the writing coach business was wonderful, and I had great clients. I still work with a few of them selectly. But it morphed into, I really want to try business coaching. Mm-hmm. I want to apply all of these lessons that I've learned over time about pricing and packaging and being yourself online. And, and I want to see if I can help people because I really think I can. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, everything changed. It just just blew up. Totally blew up. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching it. And it's been so phenomenal to watch the growth. You know, the thing that's like, that really blows me away is that every time we reinvent ourselves, I know that those voices of not enough come up and they don't always sound like not enough. They're like, well, you've never done this before or who are you to be offering this? So Mm -hmm. I'm just curious about like, did you experience those one and how did you push through those? I did. Um, I, 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 you know what? I think we all do. And Mm -hmm. some days I still do. I don't know that that stuff ever goes away. We're human. Mm -hmm. We're not robotic. Right. So um, who am I to do this? Will people pay it? Um, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, what if I can't deliver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if uh, uh, some people don't like me? Yeah. What if I have a disgruntled client? I mean, you could what if yourself to death. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I have. I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, all of the fears that I just listed ultimately came true at some point during my journey and I survived every single one of them. Um, you know, yeah. sometimes I had to withdraw a little and recover and lick my, lick my wounds. But the answer is the same, no matter what, if you've got something that isn't working on the outside, you need to look on the inside for yes. the solution. You have everything you need. And people don't understand that. If they understood that they'd be a hell of a lot more um, prone to take risks and believe in themselves. Yeah. They'd be a hell of a lot more, um, active online and putting themselves out there. Anybody listening to this right now, you have everything you need. Yes. You don't need another course. You don't need another coach. You don't need somebody else to tell you you can do it. You have everything you need. Yes. I will add a caveat to that. If you want to shorten your timeline and save the amount of money that you spend learning the practicalities, <laughs> then you do need to hire a coach. But, but, yes. you, but don't let you know, the fear of the unknown stop you. You'll figure it out on the way. Yes. Absolutely. And I think, and I I love, I want to highlight a few things for our listeners. You can, what what if yourself to death? So true. 
<laughs> we, we can all do that. Um, I call it the what if cloud because it takes you away from like your current reality and spins you yep. out to some scary place where you really have to pull yourself back. Yep. And secondly, I think trusting that even if one of those what ifs does happen, you're fully capable of learning how to deal with it as you go. Yeah. You don't have to have all the answers <laughs> to everything. No, you don't. And in fact, it would be really fucking weird if you did, right? Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. It would be like, why are you still on this planet if you have it all figured out? Here's the secret. Nobody has their shit together. I know. What we have is the knowledge um, to stay a few steps ahead of our ideal clients. And then as our, our view expands and as our knowledge base expands, the level that our ICA is at expands in proportion, right? Yes. And that's it. You're never going to have it all together. It's never going to be perfect. So just get over yourself and get out there. I totally, I totally agree. Now, I'm curious. Do you have, I call this an enoughness practice. Uh -huh. um, you might call it something totally different. Um, something that kind of keeps you in your worthiness or when you get knocked out of it, you have tools that you use to come back to that place so you can launch forward more powerfully. Actually, the most powerful tool that I use in that regard is gratitude. Mm. Um, and even if it's, you know, laying in bed at night and being grateful for heat and lights and the sheets and blankets I'm laying on, mm -hmm. it ultimately is going, I'll continue on with those thoughts, right? And eventually I'm going to realize I changed my whole fucking life. I should be grateful for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start out with the small stuff and then you realize it's all a gift and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Some days I just sit on my back deck and look around and go, wow, I did this, you know? Yeah, and I think that's so important, you know, especially like when you're achieving at a high level, I think it's really easy to lose sight of what you've already accomplished. Mm -hmm. We only tend to look ahead of how much further we have to go. Yeah, and I want and I want and I want. Well, mm. look, dude, you're going to have to back up and, and really be grateful for everything that you've done. Recognize your accomplishments. People um, are, particularly women entrepreneurs in my experience, they're strong hustlers. They got to yeah. go. They got to do. Mm -hmm. And um and you keep going and doing and never celebrating your wins. Where's the motivation to keep going? I know. You know? Yeah. And that was like, that was a big thing that really encouraged me to, to redefine enoughness for myself because I realized like if I'm never going to, to be happy with what I already have, it doesn't matter how much I get. Yep. So That's it's going to be an onward process that I never get to fully enjoy, which doesn't make any damn sense at all. No, you're doing things to make you happy, but you're not happy. So what's the point? Yeah. Gratitude goes a long way in shifting that perspective really quickly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, are you one that does this like on a daily basis? Is there a consistency or you just kind of bring yourself back to it when you feel like you kind of got knocked out? When I first started um, changing the way that I thought about business and myself and in particularly money and abundance, mm -hmm. I, I created a practice where every night I wrote a hundred things I was grateful for. Wow. And, it only took me like 10 minutes, truly, once I got in the groove. Yeah. But um, I did that for the better part of a year. Mm -hmm. And since then, I find it's more of a thought process. It's still something I lay down in bed, shut off the light at night, and then I start going through in my mind everything I'm grateful for. But I no longer have to discipline myself to sit and write. I think, for me, the journaling part, the writing it all down, was more about changing the way that I think. Yeah. And and rooting gratitude as a habit. And now that it's a habit, I don't need to physically list them out. Well, I mean, I would say that's a major devotion. 
Yeah. Well, I was pretty fucking determined at the time. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, a year of doing that, that's, that's an amazing devotion to yourself and to your dreams. So anyone that's listening, (laughs) um, you know, be devoted to show up for yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, I'm curious with, with the new level of success that you created for yourself, you know, you posted in your Facebook group and I reached out to you. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited. You had shared that there was a vulnerable moment of hitting this next level. And you really had to kind of question, like, do I really deserve all this? You had to go back to that place of worthiness to really receive Mm -hmm. for those of, of you who haven't read the post. Um, I don't know if I can include a link to it in the show notes, but maybe you could just kind of highlight the gist of it, Becky, and talk about what that experience is like for you. You go ahead and share the gist of it. <laughs> I want to know your perspective. Um, for me, you know, the post was really highlighting that it doesn't matter how much success you've had. It doesn't ever make you immune from the feelings of not enough or questioning if you are truly worthy of something. And I think a lot of times we, we assume that when we hit this certain level, those voices are going to go away. The self-doubt's going to go away. The feelings yeah, of unworthiness happen. are going to go away. And that's not how it works, which is why I think it's so incredibly important to have such a strong practice of coming back to yourself, reminding yourself of who you are and your deservingness. And the post highlighted that's just so beautifully. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you, pretty, you summed it up pretty well, which is people think when they reach a certain level that self-doubt goes away yeah. and, and that, you know, they're just going to have unshakable confidence forever and life's just going to keep getting better and better. And, and you know what? It will keep getting better and better as long as you keep doing the work and facing your demons. But because we're human, those demons will continue to arrive. Yeah. It's your responsibility to address them, not ignore them. Mm. So true. Have you, <laughs> I think it's, it's really important to highlight this too, um, especially when we talk about demons, because I know for me in my journey, I feel like I've dealt with demons. I'm like, okay, that's good. I can put a lid on that. And then it's like that next level of success happens and like the demon comes back up again. I'm like, what in the world? I thought we already managed you. Yeah, it, but it's never, it's never one and done. This yeah. is lifetime work. And every time you do it, you get a little deeper and then up level a little higher, right? So it's like, it's a choice. At any point, you can stop and stay where you are, or you can choose to keep going and get a little more uncomfortable and push yourself a little further and grow a little more, you know? Yeah. The one thing I would really like to get your perspective on, because I know the more success you have, the more you're receiving, Mm-hmm. And for women, um, you know, I was just talking about this today with another group of, of women about the difficulty of receiving. Now I'm wondering if that's shown up for you as you yep. created more success for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about this the other day in one of my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what I tend to do is um, when I receive too much or if mm-hmm. I receive in an area that makes me uncomfortable because I haven't grown in that direction yet, mm-hmm. I'll go rescue animals because mm-hmm. I have a farm right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so I'll go and, you know, like save three horses from a slaughterhouse and add a thousand dollars of feed monthly to my bill, you know, Mm -hmm. which is stupid. It's stupid. Don't do this. It's self-sabotage. But, you know, my fiance will say to me, "Um, hello, didn't we already (laughs) talk about how, you know, and not, it's not, I can't afford it. It's just, you're supposed to be getting more comfortable with receiving and having, you don't yeah. need to give it away. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's been really interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. This is a lesson that I'm really digging into deep this year. And I noticed there's a lot of vulnerability around it. And I had no idea because I, you know, in my mind, receiving is like, we all want to receive, but we have no idea what it's actually going to feel like. Yeah. Well, listen, we're also taught, you know, it's better to give than receive. Mm -hmm. Um, Many women, particularly strong, motivated women who are usually entrepreneurs believe Mm -hmm. that if they're receiving, there is a weakness inherent in that. Mm -hmm. Right. If they want to be the one giving, they want to be the one pumping up their ego and bestowing the generosity. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what are some of the mindset shifts that you have had to create for yourself to, to let receiving be your new normal? I'm still working on that, frankly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, I think that having a mindset practice can make or break you, whatever that looks like. For me, pardon my dog's barking. For me, it's about um, digging into limiting beliefs. It's about to journaling when I catch myself spending on shit that that I really have no need to be spending on. Uh Um, You know, I mean, it's great to save horses and stuff, but I already have 17. I don't need any more. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's like having an acute awareness of self-sabotage, having an acute awareness of, when you're repelling generosity, when you're not exercising your receiving muscle. Um, for me, it's words, you know. For other people, it might be meditation. I don't know. Everybody's got their own different skills. I like to journal. Yeah, me too. That's definitely one of my things. It just helps me to get it out of my head and onto something else outside of me. Mm-hmm. But I think also like raising your awareness of how you're repelling things. I mean, even like not being able to accept a compliment, for instance. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a biggie. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many different ways that we can be close to receiving and not just when it comes to money, but even just praise or power or permission even. So it's a very interesting dynamic for, for me to really look at and examine. So for you... Mm-hmm. When you were going through this, this up, I'm going to call it an up level. I don't know if it, it felt like that to you. Yeah, but I, think, I, think it, I think it's an up level. Okay, because that's what I was witnessing. <laughs> I just wanted to check that with you. You know, what have you noticed since you kind of went through that time of like any mindset shifts? Like, is, was there another layer that came out of that? Yeah, big, big, fat, hairy layer. I'm a lot <laughs> less tolerant of bullshit. Um, oh, okay. A lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, People see me online and they think, you know, I'm some badass. I'm not. I'm actually highly, highly empathetic and highly sensitive. It's what mm-hmm. makes me such a good coach. Um, the, the badass routine, it's not that I'm not being who I am. I'm very much that way in real life. But it's a coping mechanism because mm-hmm. I am so sensitive. So what, I've, what I had found after going through that experience recently was um, I was not – defining my needs in my own house. Mm. (laughs) I was not defining my needs with my staff. I wasn't clear on what was acceptable and what wasn't. I was settling in a lot of ways that made me uncomfortable because I thought I had to be a nice person. Mm. And um, once I went through that last leap, that last up level, I realized that you can't ever get what you want if you don't ask for what you want. And being clear about your needs um, doesn't mean that you're a bitch. Right. You can be nice and specific, mm-hmm. you know, particularly with staff. You're paying people to do a job. Yeah. 
you know? No, I think that's so true though. And I think that's like inherent in like messaging that a lot of us have grown up with. Mm-hmm. Like in our culture as women, of we're supposed to be nice and we're supposed to be polite. We're not supposed to be too assertive or then we'll come across bossy. Yep, we're supposed to be nurturing and we're supposed to support others and we should just shut up and take it. And it's not, it's not conducive to success. No, not at all. And I know that, you know, for, for many people when they're leaning into a different change like that, that's very different from what they have been raised with or believe was right, can be really uncomfortable to start asking for what you want assertively. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Well, and again, we're taught that the opposite of compliance is being a bitch. That's not true. Mm -hmm. You can be totally respectful, polite, and sweet and ask for what you want. Yeah. You know? Yes. So when you look at your, you know, what you've been able to create for yourself, would you say like worthiness has been like the foundation for actually creating all this? Worthiness is without hesitation or question the single cornerstone to everything that I have. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that a girl like me could have this shit. Yeah. It never occurred to me because I wasn't raised that way. People Mm -hmm. like us don't have things like this. Yeah. Guess what? That's bullshit. (laughs) You want to talk about a limiting belief, right? Money mindset, money blocks. Yeah. That's a crap. Um, We truly do create our own reality. And the second that I absorbed that as fact, rather than some fancy notion up in the clouds, everything changed for me. It's a choice. Yeah. No, it really, really is. And I think... Complete complete and total radical responsibility. Now, did you find that you had to rewrite some stories that were really holding you back so you could stand in your enoughness? Yep. Yeah. Some of them from childhood. Yeah, a lot of them were around my parents. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> mine um, too. And, and, you know, a lot of them were around shit that you're taught just growing up with the kids in the neighborhood. A lot of them were around um, teachers. Yeah. Um, all girls Catholic school, you know, nice girls don't do those things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought there were um, some things to unravel there. I went to Catholic school yeah. for just, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. a year. No. That was enough. That, yeah, try 16 years. I even, I even went to an all-girls Catholic college because I was a sucker for punishment. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this it's layers upon layers upon layers. And, again, it's this work is not one and done. Totally You not. continue to do it over your lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you choose to. Yeah, no, and I, I think that when you think of it as a lifestyle, um, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to give yourself a lot more grace and compassion when this stuff comes back up because it's going to. Yep. And I think we have a tendency to judge ourselves when some, I mean, I know I do when something comes back up and be like, Oh my God, like what is wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. (laughs) You're a human being who's going through a massive transformation and busting through a block right now. This is the process. Right. Um, we're, we're awesome at kicking the shit out of ourselves, but we kind of really suck at reinforcing ourselves. And, you know, I don't remember who taught this exercise, but somebody famous did at some point where it was like, if you had a kid, you know, who was six or seven years old, and you shit on him all day long about everything that he sucked at, mm-hmm. um, how would you ever ask him to then believe in himself and go do something? Mm. And that's what we do to ourselves. Yeah. Beat the shit out of ourselves all day long, and then wonder why we don't have the confidence. Yeah, absolutely. It's dumb. I totally agree. I mean, and I think self-compassion is such a power tool when you can really utilize it, when you can be your own best friend, be your biggest champion, like there is, you become unstoppable. You really do. It's the only way 
if you're waiting for outside validation, you're going to be waiting a damn long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've actually noticed even with outside validation, it still doesn't feel like it's enough because you still doubt you. Yeah, you want more and more and more. Yeah. So the one last area I'd really love to get your feedback on because, you know, you are an action taker and I admire that so much about you. And I know that it takes a lot of courage to go and take action, not knowing how it's going to pan out. Yeah. So, and I also know that we become more confident the more courageous action we take. Yep. So for you, like, what are the things that really help you push forward into that bold action that's so needed? Um, one of the things I use and that I teach is for people to evaluate where they are now and how they got there. Mm. In other words, what have you learned? What have you graduated from? What have you survived? What have you inspired? What have you motivated? Think about your whole life um, and, and make a list. And then look back at that list and realize that those are major fucking accomplishments. And if you could do that, you can certainly survive where you are now. Mm. Or if you could do that, there's no reason why you can't up-level in your business or put out a new offer or show up on Facebook or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I know badass women who have beaten cancer who are mm -hmm. afraid to show up online. Really? Yeah. You beat cancer, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? It doesn't get any more badass than that. Yeah. I mean, I think that just goes to show like how, how powerful stories can be that we tell ourselves. Well, and what are we taught as women in general? Yeah. Don't boast, stay out of the spotlight, support other people, don't toot your own horn. Yeah. And these are the exact things that you need in order to believe in yourself and show up in a powerful way. Yeah. No, I mean, so people, people come to, to me and to you because they see us online acting like we got our shit together. Well, we don't really have our shit together, but we've yeah. accepted that. We've accepted <laughs> yeah. the imperfection of it and we're doing stuff anyway. Why? Because we understand that we're all human and we believe in our ability to help others. Yeah. It always comes down to worthiness and belief in yourself. Yeah. No, so true. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> love this conversation <laughs> so much. Thank you. Yay. Oh, so Becky, I would just like to point everyone to where they can find you and stay connected with you because I know you have a couple of different communities. Yeah. Um, okay. So the website is pretty simple, RebeccaTDixon.com. Mm -hmm. If you want to find me online, I have two communities. One is the Entrepreneur Incubator. That is closed to new members right now. Okay. Um, but the other one that is open is Rebecca T. Dixon's Inner Circle. And yes. you can certainly, you're welcome to join that one. Yes, I am so excited. There will be links to those in the show notes. And to all of those who have listened today, thank you for sharing this space with Becky and I. Becky? been a phenomenal guest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. We will see you again soon on the Enoughness Revolution. Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, Visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one -on -one coaching, group programs, and courses, all designed to empower you to lead. Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.